I've been to a festival this weekend. Was it an exciting festival? It was an exciting festival. It's a local one uh, that goes by the name of Uprising. Uprising? Uh, or upri- Do you say Uprising? Up- Uprising. uprising. I thought said book like, rising. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh my gosh. Already. That, that's a very different thing. <laughs> Getting into episode 30 already, and you're already missing your he- hearing words that aren't there. <laughs> but carry on, Chris. I'm meant to be the deaf one because what I just went to was a heavy metal fest, <laughs> and I could give up fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, it's. It's it's mostly local bands, but there were some bigger ones there. Uh, you heard of the bands Diamond Head and Orange Goblin? Oh, no, really, Diamond Head. Diamond Head were playing here. Yeah. Really, they did a they did Am I Evil? Uh, yeah, I was about to say. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yes, here we really? go. Here we go. I was like, how does Brandon not know Diamond Head? And then as soon as you you said Am I Evil, he's like, oh my gosh. I would say that's the only Diamond Head song I know, <laughs> and that's only because of Guitar Hero Metallica. Well, you know yeah, why? Because was... of the big four. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so like, Amphrax, Slayer, and Megadeth, and Metallica, the few times they've come together, they've played MIE. And I've seen the original this, mm. uh, this weekend. It was very good. The singer was wearing a hat. It was great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, so there are a load of other bands. Um, like, my, my guys, uh, Internal Conflict, were playing on oh, the yeah. Friday which were great. And if you don't know, people who are listening, internal conflict to the people that do the uh, music on the intro and intermissions on my Twitch channel. So yay. I should pay them one day. (laughs) (laughs) But it won't be this day. So whereabouts was the festival held? And like, what was the vibe, atmosphere? What was, you know, like compared to like a big festival, like download festival, how did it compare? Obviously it's a much, much smaller scale. So um, how they did it, it was at the O2 Academy. Um, oh, the they've got two stages. Evening. That's the one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you still got a big main stage. Uh, well, I've seen bands like Steel Panther and Skindred play there. I've seen In Me play there a few years ago. That In Me was just before COVID. So we, we looked out there. It was just before they started cancelling everything. But, um, yeah, how it was structured is... Um, between the two stages, there was like pretty much always someone on. There weren't like on the main day I went, the Saturday, um, there was, I want to say, about 14 bands on in total. Um, but they, oh. they just like alternated stage. So there was like really no time to like stand around and talk to people because it's like, oh, I'll go and watch this band on this stage. And then, oh, right, the next band's on the other stage now. It's just back and forth all day. But, um, it was kind of good in a way because it was like no fat. You weren't just like hanging around waiting for something to happen. And uh, they, had, they had two bars in, a, in either room open, so there was never a queue to get to the bar. Uh, I'm guessing were the it, bars like O2 priced or were they sort of special oh, yeah. priced because of the festival? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we, I wasn't drinking, so a bottle of water and a uh, half of Diet Coke was like £5.70. Oh, oh my uh, god! And I bought my dad a pint, and then it suddenly jumped up to like eight pounds seventy. Like, what? <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So price is going to be better, but that's outside the festival organisers' hands, as it's like an independent uh, group. So uh, a, a big shout out to where uh, the uh, organisers, like uh, Simon, and Mark, and Janine, and Co. You did a bang up job. Just is this at... like an annual festival or is it a one-off thing? Because like, I've literally never heard of it. 
so this is the fifth one they've done, yeah. but obviously with COVID, it's um, they sort of like missed a couple of years. Um, mm. the, the first couple were held at Demont Uni. Like the first three were held at Demont, uh, not yet Demont Uni, Demont Hall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the fourth one was at um, that was at O2 as well. But uh, I, unfortunately, I couldn't attend that one because if memory serves correctly, they did it around September time, and it was like the same time as term time starts. And I work at university. That's a bit of an issue. There's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no way I'm going to get there. But I've got to say that the whole festival was great. There wasn't a bad band. There was like no sound issues, no tech issues. Everything ran like clockwork. Really, really well done. So, um, yeah, I do, uh, I do highly recommend Rising Festival. So uh, if you this time next year, fingers crossed, you're going again. I can get another T-shirt. I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that Raging Speed Horn were playing as well. They're pretty. Yeah, good. they're on as well. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they uh, supported Fume for a friend when I saw him on there. Obviously, it's a audio podcast, so you can't see me going doing the quotation marks. But on their last tour, uh, they were supported them on that. I think on the final show. Or no, the penultimate show, and they, they were good then. So, no, it's, it's, you know the weird thing is like Raging Speedhorn mm-hmm. are particularly a band I'm like a big fan of, shall we say? Uh, I don't like dislike them; they're just not really my thing. But this is the right. third. This is the third time I've seen them. It's mm. like, how do I keep seeing a band that I'm not like, a huge fan of? What does this keep happening? It just <laughs> happens. It's like why I've seen Skindred like. Uh, how many times is it? Like 12, 13 times. And I've just stopped going to see him because I've just seen him that many times. And so I've whenever. I've never we... stopped going. I fucking uh, love Skindred. I'll quite happily see them another 15 times. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen all the songs I want them to play. I'm, I'm just like, I'm happy to see whoever else. So I've now got to that point where I will actively try to avoid seeing them live. Not because they're a bad band and they don't do good live shows. I'd rather see other bands. That's literally mm. my only reason. It's not because Skindred aren't a good live band. No, if you you see Skindred live, you're going to have a good show. But straight. I, I've seen them that many times. I want to see other bands or other artists. That's what. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. uh, like, like the closest I've had to that is... Uh, one year at download, uh, there was like Prodigy and Slipknot were playing at the same time, and I wasn't that bothered about Slipknot because I'd, I'd already seen them about four or five times by that point. So I went to go see Prodigy, who were playing the second stage. But I got there and it was so packed, I physically couldn't see the stage no matter where I sort of stood. Mm. So just before they played, I was like, right, bollocks to this! I'm going to go see Slipknot instead. At least I can see them. <laughs> so, um, which is a shame because. Uh, Flint's no longer with us, so I've never got to see him. Oh. I saw Prodigy when they last headline download, and it was really good. Yeah, I bet it was. Oh well. Welcome to Victory Achieve Podcast, a video game podcast. I'm Dan, and I'm with Brandon and Chris. Hey yo. <laughs> this is episode 30 boys 30 it boys. is 30 boys we've got 30 boys in here <laughs> I ain't got room for 30 boys 
Where are they gonna sit? I've got enough chairs. <laughs> uh, so, I for the past couple of weeks, uh, ever since I think I did mention it either the last podcast or podcast before, maybe I don't know. I, I bought Doom twenty sixteen, and so for the past couple of weeks, I've been blasting through that. So I've now fucking love Doom. I've now beaten Doom twenty sixteen. I will be getting Eternal soon, uh, but Doom twenty sixteen that was a good game. If you thought that was a good game, yeah. you wait till you get Eternal, mate. You're yeah. gonna have to strap your bollocks down because of how excited <laughs> you're gonna get. <laughs> so, uh, if people don't know what Doom twenty sixteen is, or Doom four, or uh, just Doom, I guess. Doom, Doom 4, Doom 2016. Uh, it's a first-person shooter. It, see, it follows the story of Doom still. I, I didn't... There's a story to Doom. Yeah. It's not just like gun and yeah. shoot things. I didn't realise it like continued the story from Doom 3. I was like, oh, I didn't realise that. But I don't think you need to play 1, 2, and 3 story-wise to get into Doom 4 or Doom Doom 2016. What kind of follows on from Doom 64? Oh, does it? I, yeah. I, I don't uh, know. Yeah, because at, at the end of that one, um, it's they kind of like say that the Doom Slayer was like put away, like yeah, away, uh, which is like how you start the game, yes. like out the stone coffin. <laughs> yeah. Like you awaken, you awaken from your coffin, and yeah, and then you get into your suit, and then you're like. I'm on Mars, time to kill some demons, and that's pretty much, for the most part, the plot of the game. You're just like, there's a demon, there's a demon, there's another little demon, there's, an, there's a big demon, and you just kill them all. Right. There's two things. Like, do you like? Do you know like the main reason why Doomslayer is so pissed at these demons in the first place? No, no. Right. In a nutshell, he had a pet rabbit called Daisy. And the demons killed it. And now, it, and now the the only thing that's keeping the Doomslayer going is just pure hate. <laughs> that's it. He's just so angry he can't die. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I may have watched something um, that's in Doom Eternal where he speaks and says "rip and tear," and I was like, "Oh, I'm looking forward to playing Eternal." Yeah, because I, I was looking, I was doing some like little research, or I was like, how read re, reading the bio on the Doom Slayer, and it goes, oh yeah, in Doom Eternal he says rip and tear. I was like, I don't care that I've yeah. not, I've not, I haven't got Eternal, I haven't finished 2016. I just want to watch the clip where he says rip and tear because I have to, I have to hear him say it. It's kind of odd because it's kind of like a meme. Yeah, because the, the the line "rip and tear" came from the comic, which is awfully bad. <laughs> but the dialogue that "rip and tear" is one of them. Like, uh, it's got other brilliant lines, like, "Oh, you're huge. That means you must have huge guts." And of course, <laughs> now I'm radioactive. That can't be good. This from the comic. <laughs> it's all from the comic. <laughs> I've I've oh, never great. read it, but I I kind of really want to. <laughs> I think it's just a one-off, but yeah, it's kind of led to many a meme, and now it's like made its way into the main franchise. It's, canon. it's like that happened. Well, I think because of like the the song and just the kind of 
that's kind of the quote of doom, rip and tear. <laughs> every every sometimes it just goes to like people and go rip and tear, boys, rip and tear. <laughs> just, <laughs> don't know, just about I don't know why I say it. Something it's just something funny, but. I think I think I I think of the uh, smile and wave boys from Madagascar and try and do mix that with rip and tear. Just, rip and tear boys. Just rip think of the penguins just going rip and tear boys, rip and tear. Uh, to be honest, that's the first thing I thought of when you said it, like rip and tear. I just immediately thought of the penguins of Madagascar. Yeah. Uh, but like 2016, like it, uh, doing 2016 was just so good. I I I lo- love all the designs of the demons. The, all different and interesting and like it was it it was uh like each new one i'd be like oh my gosh how do this seems scary how how am i meant to kill this and obviously eventually you just you just steamroll through everything but uh i think it's the hell knight when i first saw one of them i think it's in the third or fourth level i was like what the fuck is that and it (laughs) It beat me to death like three times in a row because I just could not kill it and had to fucking run away. <laughs> um, like all the, I love all the weapons and I, I like how you can upgrade them with uh, like, well you you just get uh, you get like weapon mods and you can upgrade the weapon mods and you get like special things from that. I I like all of that. I I just I just like the game it, it, in its entirety. I just. Obviously, the music. I, we spoke about the music a long time ago, but the music is just top notch. Just as it, like, oh, yeah. the in, industrial like kind of sounds, and when you get into the the fray, it just brings this industrial metal, and it, and, it's, and it's just so good. Yeah, Mick Gordon really knocked it mm. out of the park. I didn't realize. Like, I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast quite a while ago, but. He, he also did like the music to the uh, the Wolfenstein reboot yeah. games. But I thought, yeah. of, of course, he would do because he's like Bethesda. He works for really. Uh, uh, he has done. A, I'm going to try and find it as quick as I can. But he has done a song recently with a band. Uh, oh, I know exactly who it is. And Brandon, you're going to like this. It's uh, motionless, motionless in white. He's done a song with them. I think I remember, but I don't know off the top of my head which song it is though. Uh, from the latest album that came out this year, it's the last song on that album. I can't remember what it's called, but he's done a song with now. Motionless in White. Uh, but I, I remember when... Because I, I listened to the soundtrack even before I played the game. Uh, I know, probably stupid thing to do, but it's, the soundtrack's so good. So when I got in, got to the uh, BFG in in the game, I Boring instantly heard... World. Yeah, I instantly heard that... the. BFG division come on on in the game. I was just like, oh my gosh, this song is so good. I need like because I think quite often when I listen to streams or when I listen to you know just general YouTube videos, like I, every now and then when I hear Doom music, I've not even played Doom, but I can just appreciate just how cool the music is in the game. Even just the classic like. Doom music is so good. Just like you, is it? Uh, I can't wait. Deep called. in the dead. Is it that the one where I'm, I'm thinking of? Where it's did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Yeah, deep in the dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I always think it's at Doom's Gate, but it, that that's not. That's from Doom 2016. Um, 
but and and the original. This oh, name one of the missions. Oh, it is one. I I, was, I thought it was. I when I saw uh, it on the 2016 soundtrack, I'm like, I swear that's like uh, there's something either a song or a level named named the same thing in like the original Doom or Doom Two or whatever. But uh, no, I, I just like even like the like the bosses were really good. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't. I wasn't on the easiest difficulty. I was on like the medium, and I did struggle at the start. I did die quite a few times, and but by the end, I just I was mostly steamrolling. I think the only bit I struggled the most on towards the end was the penultimate level, where you you have to get on a train at the end. If you remember that, Chris. Yeah, I've played it a few times. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have much. I didn't have any trouble with that. But then you go uh, into a gauntlet of demons, and I just they just kept killing me so quickly, just because I just there was just so many I had to deal with. It's not because they weren't hard to kill; it's just so many just attacking me just constantly. But no, it, it was just uh, a really good game from top to bottom. And if you say Eternal's better, I'm looking forward to playing it. Eternal's better, yeah. I, um, there's no point I, I really remember in Doom after playing it several times that I found particularly difficult. Um, I didn't like. I've not played them on like the, the higher difficulties though. So, but not on normal difficulty. I've never really had a rough time of things. Probably because I've been playing Doom since like '95. So yeah, I like how yeah. it still feels quite arcadey, even at. I guess when it came out, even in 2016, compared to like whatever COD or whatever first-person shooters came out. Um, That's just one little, one little detail. Like, there's no run button. You're just always running at full pelt. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Just, but I like the power-ups that you get throughout the levels. Just had this like, arcade feel, and even the fact that to like. To get health back, you had to find health packs and the same with armor. It just felt very arcadey and very old school, even though it was released in 2016. And I'm sure Eternal's exactly the same. Uh, yeah. Even more so, you're, mm. you're forced to be like even more aggressive. Right. It, it, I, it, it was a really, really fun game. Um, I, I think. I don't know. I don't know what my favorite weapon was because I know we spoke about weapons last week. I think probably my, my I really like the um, is it the well I, I really like the super shotgun, but it's that's just a, a shotgun. I think if I'm not talking about that, it would probably be like the plasma rifle because I like the two um, mods you can do where you can stun enemies or you can unleash a blast. It was just really fun to. Dude. Oh, the the blast one's great. Yeah, that's my favorite in the room. because it's like it, it's like a constant reward loop. It's like mm. you just fire like hell, which is just nice and satisfying. The high rate of fire, mm. and then when you keep it up, it, it builds up, and then you can just leave like a, a massive like shot wave, uh, which can does it does huge damage to enemies around you and mm. stagger them as well. Yeah, and if they're staggered, that means you can just shoot them more and just keep going. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's glorious. I think it's improved further in Eternal as well. Yeah. And one, one thing I like about Eternal is like the plasma rifle essentially plays the same to a degree. Mm. Um, 
but they've reskinned it so it looks like the original plasma one. So, so it looks even better. Mm. Yeah, I found like especially the earlier levels. I would like, I would do a level and then I would go back and try and find all the secrets and all the um, like the armor or suit upgrades. And I was like trying to do that quite a few times. And then I think I got about halfway, and then I started like near enough hundred percenting most of the levels. Uh, but it was quite fun to like go back and be like, oh, I missed this, oh, I can do this, I can do that. I think, I mean, the last thing I do want to mention is all the classic map things in each level. That was a really cool touch. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, if I if I have one downside to, like, do, if I have one thing to criticise, it's, like, the map is sometimes confusing. Yes. Like, uh, it is. It's in, not... The best. Once you, once you played it a bit, it's it's not too bad. But there's one or two levels where the layout's a bit weird, and it's kind of yeah. hard to judge what sort of uh, level you are on, like vert- vertically. Yeah, I don't like it where it kind of centers around you. So sometimes you, especially the real, I, I can't remember which level. There's one. It might be the the tower level. Yeah, it's the level where you go up the the tower. That's really bad where you can't see the whole map because it's so big and it centers on your your uh, marker on the map. Yeah, I think there's a couple like that. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. good game. Looking yeah, forward to yeah, uh, I, I, Eternal. I'll give, I'll give it a solid 9 out of 10. The only oh, reason yeah. I give it a 9 instead of a 10 is because Eternal exists and that's even better. So it has to be a <laughs> Yeah. Chris, you've been playing a game as well. I have. I've been playing something that isn't Doom. I know, surprising. <laughs> I've been playing um, a little one called uh, Monster Sanctuary, which was on Game Pass. I wonder if there were stills of it. I was like, I'm not sure about this, but I'll, I downloaded it anyway. Because from the descriptor, it says it kind of is like a Metroidvania. I was like, okay. And it's got like this sort of monster collecting aspect to it, a bit like Pokemon. So I went, oh, okay then. So I'll see how this goes. And I'll be honest with you, I was quite enjoying it to a point. To a point? So, yeah. Um, how do I say this? Okay, so let, let me describe the game anyway. So the, it's got platforming in it, and it just played like a Metroidvania. Uh, the twist being is... Um, Instead of like getting upgrades for yourself, apart from a couple of things, um, most ways you find secrets and progress is by capturing certain animals because they have like uh, abilities they can use on the field as well as in battle. So imagine they're like HM slaves, but like every single one's got their own move. Everyone's got like strength or fly kind of equivalent. Um, so yeah, so. It's not a kind of game you're ever going to be able to play, like doing like a sort of minimalist run, like all using only this type. That that's not going to happen. Like you, you basically uh, have to catch uh, not everything, but a large majority of them. You have to do, which isn't too bad. It's um, I've not quite caught everything in my main uh, save file, but only because 
I'd beat the game and I couldn't be asked anymore. <laughs> so, but how combat works in it is um, you see like enemies on on like the uh, your map in like real time while you're platforming, and you just like make contact with them, and then you get into a fight with them. Um, combat's turn based, like you expect from Pokemon, but it's um, instead of like being one on one, it's three on three at any time. Okay, so almost uh, like a Pokemon Coliseum style. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I haven't played Coliseum for quite a while. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, kind of like that. It's um, my problem with it though came a while into the game. There was like a certain point I want to say about halfway through, where the game suddenly gets a lot more difficult, and it's it started to swing from having like a party of three like in your party that like ones that you want to use like you were doing Pokemon to pretty much being forced to use certain ones because they had a specific skill set and it was like pretty much impossible to proceed without doing that combination. And oh, okay. So it forces um, you to use certain units, which takes that sort of takes away the enjoyment of doing it at your own sort of style. Exactly, yeah. Mm. There was um, there's like a heavy emphasis more on like status effects rather than just attacking. Um and certain enemies and like certain ones you can catch can basically have the ability like to stack effects and not all of them do. Like it's like they're having the difference between say like in Pokemon, the difference between poison and toxic. But you can keep stacking it. Oh. Uh, if that makes sense. But um but there's several different types. So you've got like bleed, which does a similar kind of thing. Um yeah, yeah. It, it it just becomes more about status effects by, by the end game, and I was I pretty much hit a brick wall at one point. I was like, how the do I get past this? Because there is like a level cap as well, which oddly enough is forty two, which is a bit that's strange. A very specific number. It is, but that's it. <laughs> um, so even though like my my main team at like all maxed out forty two, I was just getting nowhere with these boss fights. And I was like, right, how the do I get past these? So go online, and the guys basically say, yeah, you have to use these three and do it like this. And uh, the main team I ended up using was like a, a little robot bug thing, which every turn was just like, cast field, cast heal, that's it. They never attack. They're just constantly mm. spamming like regen like, all the time. You have one which is another one which is like just applying buffs all the time. So like attack up, defense up. And then you had another one which was just hitting every single turn. But every time that attacks it like added like another stack of bleed. But because only one of your units attacking at all times, the fights during like the second half just took forever. Because you only ever use hitting like one target at a time with one one third of your team. Uh but honestly, even like with doing that, there was like a couple of close calls. And I was being, and when I finally beat the game, I was like thinking to myself, "How the fuck would you even have a chance at fighting these last bosses without this exact specific team with this exact move set?" Because mm. I, I can't see how the hell you do it otherwise. Yeah, so yeah, it, it it started off really strong, but as it went on, it became quite tedious. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like the fun's gone from it, and it's like. I'm only doing it now because I've been playing this game for like 30, 40 hours and I'm quite invested. 
There is a plot, but it's bare bones. It's just like, oh, Baddy wants to take over the world. Stop it. Oh, as always. Go, go, go and tell him to stop being a dick. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the plot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, would I recommend it? I'd say give it a try, but just be mindful of that, that last... Probably third, I'd say, is just very... You have to play it how the game wants you to. So mm-hmm. you can play like the first half of the game with whatever team you want. And after that, it's like, yeah, now you, now you need to do this. I wouldn't say it was like grind heavy at all. There's, a, there's an element of grinding, but you don't feel like you have to do that all that much. The game has a one handy thing, which is kind of like rare candies, but they're far more abundant. The, the uh, caveat being you can't level them past like your top monster. So say if your monster's, top monster's like level 13, you can't surpass level 12. That's as high as it goes. So, okay. So, so you still have to like level up a bit. But honestly, experience in that isn't like hard to come by. And neither is money. But mm. it, it does get tedious. But it, it's an alright game. It's good to start, but loses traction quite a lot by the end. Mm. And that's what I think of Monster Sanctuary. Well, well, you'll never guess what. I've also played a game. <laughs> uh, dun, dun, dun. Was it Doom? No, it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't a first-person shooter. It was a survival game, and you know, I've talked about this several times on the podcast about how much I love Subnautica. But I've played a different ocean-based survival game called Stranded Deep. I haven't I played a lot of, of it. I've played maybe about an hour of it, and. I'd say in comparison to Subnautica, obviously Stranded Deep's a bit more a bit more realistic. Like you've still got your hunger bar, you've still got your thirst bar. You can get a sunstroke if you're out in the sun for too long. So like you'll have hmm. your watch which will tell you if you're um like your UV index. If your character gets too hot, you need to cool down, you know, go into the ocean to cool down. If you're too cold, stand by a fire. If you eat yeah. raw food, you'll get poisoned. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it is very, very it's Definitely more challenging than Subnautica, I'd say, because so the whole premise is again, likewise to compare to Subnautica, you're in an airplane flying off. Airplane, you know, has a crash landing in the middle of the ocean. You then got to get out of the plane, get up to the lifeboat, and then when as soon as you get to the lifeboat, big explosion happens, and you wind up floating in the ocean with nothing but a survival pack and a paddle. But there's an island conveniently right in front of you. So you make your way to the island, and that's basically like the tutorial island. It tells you about the crafting system. It tells you about how to farm resources, how to cook, you know, stuff like that. So I did the little tutorial bit, and it got to a point where this... So the world is almost infinite generating, similar to like Minecraft. Like, you go like a certain distance, and all of a sudden another island will pop up. Yeah. So I got... So as I... So I finished on this first island. I'm then making my way to the second island. I'm then, you know, I'm there rowing my paddle boat and all of a sudden my boat gets flipped over. I was like, what the fuck was that? It's now getting really, really dark. I was like, what the fuck was that? I'm looking around. I jump onto my upside down lifeboat. And I'm just like, I don't see anything. But the music is getting really, really ominous. And then the boat gets flipped over again. So I'm like, oh, fuck this. So I get back into the boat. And literally, so the best way I can describe it is, you know, you've probably seen it going around like a lot at the moment called thalassophobia, which is the fear of the deep sea. I think playing this game, I actually experienced that. I felt scared. It was like middle of the day and I actually felt scared playing this game. 
apparently there's bosses in the game so like there's like um giant squids giant sharks which you know i don't know anything about these so i'd be interested to do that but the amount of times i've been killed by a pig i've been killed by a snake i've been killed by a crab i've died of starvation <laughs> i've died from hammerhead sharks i've just died from being an idiot so there's several ways which you could die um it is clunky compared to, i feel like stuff nautica is a bit more fleshed out and a bit more a bit more exciting to play where stranded deep is just like okay you've got a craft prepare build like a way like, there is a story stranded deep but i don't know what it is because like i said i'm only about an hour or two into it but mm. as soon as i get past you know dying in between islands and get and dying on the second island i do want to see what more the game has to offer so maybe next time we do the podcast or the time after that i'll probably be able to talk a bit more about stranded deep but yeah so but but i mainly got this just because i did get the new ps plus uh premium mm. one and even though it is one of the normal ps plus you know monthly games which i did get it's just one of those games which just appeared on that on that ps plus collection so i was like yeah i'll give that a go while i was at my parents Mm. and yeah it kept me entertained for a bit and i literally shit myself when i was getting flipped over by a shark (laughs) honestly guys it was freaking terrifying i actually i was scared you know like you know if you're watching a horror movie you turn the volume down yeah i did that to the tv while playing the game (laughs) I felt like a right pussy, but I was I was literally I was actually scared playing the game. Just that fear of I can't see what's under the ocean. Then all of a sudden I saw the shark. I was like, oh you, it's a shark, not a boss. <laughs> I think it was that fear because I know there's bosses in the game. So I thought, oh god, maybe some massive shark or some massive squid is It's literally just flipping the boat over like the life raft upside down. So I had to quickly like get out the water and onto this life raft and i was like what the fuck was that and then every time it flipped over for a second time and the boat was right way up i quick, quickly grabbed my paddle and was like come on brandon get to that island get to that island and then it flip again i'm like oh fuck this oh no oh no it's making me feel nervous just talking about it i don't want to play it but i do want to play it <laughs> all right hang on hang on uh i had to google this because i thought this sounds familiar uh i have played this before what did you think i of it? i i believe i've mentioned this on the podcast during the early days mm. uh, oh. yeah 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 i have um one the game where i didn't play it for very long this this is a game that was free on playstation plus a while back so i downloaded it and i didn't get very far because the game was just completely and utterly broken it is very it very clunky it's incredibly janky so um it asked me to like craft a couple of things so i did that and then it asked me to craft something some more complex. So I did that, took a little while to do it, and the item just fell through the floor and I couldn't progress. Yeah, it happened to me yeah. when I was trying to pick up sticks and stuff that they disappear into the bushes. I'm like, where the fuck has that gone? Yeah, but it's not like just like they're on the floor, it's like no, they've just completely disappeared out of existence completely. <laughs> so I didn't play for very longer. So you get scared of the boat tipping over. I got scared of it because I thought my PlayStation might crash if I kept playing because it's just broken to fuck. It it was very it is very very clunky. So like to open your inventory, you press L one, but to open your crafting menu, you press R one. But while you're in the crafting menu, you can press L one and R one to navigate which section of that crafting menu you are, or you can press R two and L two to cycle which part of the overall crafting menu you're on. And it's, it yeah. gets very very confusing what you're trying to do. Yeah, it's like and a radial. Look, it's like a radial yeah. menu, isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah, like your inventory is radial and. You've choose one, but if you're carrying too much stuff, you might accidentally drop something. You're like, where the fuck has that gone? <laughs> it's, it's very, it's a very, very confusing UI. It really it, is. It, 
the interface needs work. <laughs> but I don't think it's ever going to happen because this game's a few years old now. Yeah. So. Oh. Nine, ten years old now. Because when I when I started to play it, I was just like, let's just watch if any of the big YouTubers have played anything recently. So I was stuck on Jacksepticeye. He played it like eight years ago, like before he played Subnautica. And Subnautica back then was janky. So I'm just like, my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a recommendation from me. <laughs> I mean, I'm st- I'm still gonna still gonna get through it because I want to see exactly what it offers, but. If I have to deal with that fucking shark flipping me in the ocean again, I'm gonna turn it off. That was I shit myself. Just rip and tear him, mate. He'll be fine. Just rip and tear, boys. Just rip and tear. <laughs> <laughs> Just wave at it. <laughs> uh, well, as you say, you've only played that for about an hour. I actually uh, played a, a game for about an hour as well. A new game that came out on Friday, last Friday. It is the new. It's the new Fire Emblem game. Fire Emblem Warriors Free Hopes. I know, it's a bit of a mouthful. How was that? Like I said, I've only played an hour. So, if you don't know what the Warriors series is... Of course I do. Yeah. it It's just like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, whatever. It's that, but for Fire Emblem. So... I, when I start booted it up, I think I I think I went into it thinking, this is going to be like Hyrule Warriors. And for the most part, it is. But it's not. I think I assumed it would be like Hyrule Warriors and Dynasty Warriors, where, yeah, you play a story, but it's, you know, more level to level. I don't think this Fire Emblem Warriors game is like that. So... Fire Emblem Warriors Free Hopes is technically a sequel slash spin-off slash alternative universe of Fire Emblem Free Houses. And I think it's like Free Houses where it has multiple playthroughs. Mm. So I wait for a warrior series. Yes. That's jank. Yeah. Uh, so I boot, it, I boot it up and instantly it goes pick your character so you get to pick if you want to be a male or female I initially went male and then I, rea- and then I went actually can you do romances in this game I realised you couldn't mm-hmm. and so I restarted and picked female because uh, she was hot and then, I, then it goes pick then they talk about the original, your playable character in Free Houses, and I'm like, okay, wait, what's going on? And they've made the pl- the main character in Free Houses the villain in this Warriors game. Oh, yeah, that's weird and interesting. <laughs> um, so I'm really, I'm really, really interested to see how it's all going to go. I've only done the first level, so I, it's basically just the tutorial level, but it, it plays just like a. Like the Muso games, the like Warrior games, it just it literally does. There's not really. You've played them, you know. You you mm. know exactly how it's gonna go. You have your characters. You go around hacking, slashing, whatever, and yeah, you do your your all your moves and whatnot. But I think where this is gonna differ from Dennis Warriors or Hyrule Warriors is that it's going to play. I think it's gonna turn out to be more like. Free houses, 
in terms of uh, the multiple um, uh, multiple branching storylines or like the multiple different storylines you can have. I think mm. it's going to be more like that. And even some of the things I had to pick uh, when you had to pick like difficulty, it did the Fire Emblem thing where it's like, oh, do you want it so that if your officers die in the game, they die for the whole game or they come back next uh, next battle, which is like Ooh. it is in Fire Emblem. So you can have permadeath on if you want. And I was like, wait, on a Musou game, you can decide to have permadeath. What the hell is that? That's the case. Imagine if you had that on any level that involved Lubu. Oh my oh, god! You, everyone would be dead. <laughs> like this, it's really interesting me uh, that it's it's like out of all the, the Muso games I've played, this is like completely not what I was expecting. So I'm really looking forward to playing more. I've just not had any time to play any more. All I've done is a tutorial, but I I am interested. And how it's going to turn out. I don't know if I can play as multiple characters. It might be that I can only play as one character. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to turn out. So <laughs> I'm I'm very intrigued. But I don't... I Right now, I have no idea what to expect. I, the reviews say it's good. So hopefully it lives up to what the critics are saying, I guess. But who knows? But... Uh, yeah, it's. I I saw I saw some, one thing though about it that it runs better than a Hyrule Warriors Asia Calamity, so <laughs> that's quite funny. But yeah, I mean, even like game. I'm just interested gameplay wise, like how you say like you could have this permadeath thing. So I want to see how that actually pans out. Yeah, like, well, I've taken it off, uh, so I won't have to deal with that. But I'd assume it's just like. As you know, when your office like, oh, help me, when you, it's just that, and then they just they get killed, and that's it. I'd assume it's like that. Mm. But I think more how I think this game, how how Free Hopes is going to go, is it's basically going to be an alternative Free Houses, where instead of doing strategic battles, it's Muso battles. Mm. And with an alternative timeline or plot, yeah, because you, you play as a completely new character, uh, and then, like I said, your playable character is, is the villain. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. But more, I'll when I play some more, I'll let you know. I look forward to it. But you can have playing games. I I've been playing another one. Oh, yes, um, which I can't believe I completely forgot yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like, oh, you you didn't mention that earlier. I didn't know, but uh, I really ought to. Um, so I've been playing a brand new one that only came out on Friday so uh, at the time yeah. of recording. Or, well, actually, no, last Friday now. Um, so I've been playing a little one that you may have heard of called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's oh, Revenge. Yeah, you played oh, that the... one. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell did I forget I was playing that? That's pretty much all I've done. All. Uh, yeah, the new Turtles game. Um, obviously, it's licensed by Nickelodeon. So, um, if you really like the old school 2D uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up games, 
like uh, the arcade game or Turtles in Time. And I know people have been arguing for you is which one is the best one, the arcade or Turtles in Time. The answer is this one. This one's the best, hands down. This game's fantastic. If not for Elden Ring, I shit you not, this is my game of the year. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's that good. <laughs> it's like how why I say Vampire Survivors is my second favourite game this year. Mm-hmm. Well, play Turtles in <laughs> Shredder's Revenge. Oh, I, I do I do want to play Shredder's Revenge. You know, it's I don't know if you know anything about it, Brandon, but nope. it's got a six-player co-op. Yep. And, and it's couch co-op. Not just online. Which is beautiful in this day and age. Does it have crossplay? I don't know. Maybe. Just because I know a few of my friends have got it, and it, I could, if I bought it, I could do crossplay. That's that's the only thing I ask. I'm actually going to look right now. But uh, yeah, uh-huh. tell us more, oh Christopher. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, oh, Daniel, <laughs> and over. <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't got a bad thing to say about this game at all. Everything it does, I really like. Uh, so it's got a slight sort of leveling system, I guess. Um, each character can go from like level 0 to level 10. Um, and how it works is just when you hit a certain number of points and you get one point for every KO in the game, no matter what it is. So it's fairly straightforward. Just kill a load of shit. <laughs> uh, you, get, you get things that are like um, new sort of special moves and like one extra hit point, one extra life. Because it's like more of an arcade game. Um, you have like lives to get through like a stage with. Um, it's got an overworld that's a bit like Mario 3. Um, it's all pixel art graphics and it looks really good. There's like a lot of um, background details going on. Like uh, you'll be you'll be scrolling along, going into the next scene of the level, and you'll see like the foot soldiers are like doing stuff in the spare time. Like first level, for example, <laughs> like um, that you the first level was like a, the TV studio, like Channel Six News, mm. and you just you'll just see like one one of the guys is like on reception, like taking phone calls and that, like writing down stuff with a pen, right? and like uh, there's like another bit further on where they're at like, reception, so they've got like, a couple of guys and keyboard, but then there's like one foot soldier in the middle who's typing away he doesn't have a keyboard but he's just typing away anyway like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> little details like that um but it, that's consistent throughout the game like they're, they're always doing stuff like interacting with the environment there, there were even some in like uh, a level taking place in a zoo where they're just eating ice lollies and they didn't want to uh, i didn't want to fight them i just wanted to leave them to it they looked like they're having a nice time <laughs> but um if you know the foot soldiers, they all wear masks. So I was thinking, hang on, they're eating that ice cream for the mask and took it off. How are they licking it? <laughs> Makes sense, but it, I, yeah. Uh, music in this game, top notch, absolutely fantastic soundtrack. It might be the soundtrack of the year, hands down. So if you don't know, this game has sort of redone the intro to the '80s cartoon for the intro bit. Oh and the yeah. Feet- and the theme itself is sung by none other than Mike Patton, who you may know as the singer for Faith No More and Mr. Bungle. Oh, so what? That's that's pretty dope. What? I'm <laughs> gonna also, have to check that out. And uh, Wu Tang Clan also do a song for Shredder as well. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck they managed to get Wu Tang Clan? I don't know. But most people are like, are they still going? It's like apparently they are. 
and they're doing music for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, great. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, yeah, uh, the combat itself is really straightforward. It's kind of... It's basically like one, one button to attack, but it depends where your positioning is for what attack you do. Uh, there's like one button for like the special attack, so you've got like a little gauge that builds up, and you just press Y to unleash it. It's very straightforward. Uh, you hold down the attack button to do like a power swing. Uh, say there's six, well, seven, because there is a secret one, but it's not really much of a secret because it's in all the promotional materials. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the combat's really, really straightforward. I suppose if I can compare it to anything, it'll be like Smash Brothers, but it's just like one attack button, but depending on what you're doing at the time, depends what kind of attack you do. So it's really, really straightforward. It's easy to master. But, uh, and yeah, um, all the bosses are great. There's there's a couple of throwbacks, like Turtles in Time. Like there's a certain boss or two where you do uh, certain things which are complete call-outs to the older games. It's like, oh, remember this bit? Wasn't that good? Well, here it is again. And I tell you what, it's still good. It's not just copy and pasting. They've, they've, uh, they've done it, but done it fresh. And the whole thing just screams of like a labor of love. There's, there's, there's honestly nothing bad about it. I've been playing it through for like the fifth time. But when you beat the game, you can like play any level at your leisure. Mm. Plus, it's got a few challenges in it as well if you want to go the extra mile. Like uh, defeat certain amount of enemies using a certain move in the stage. There's a couple I've not done, and that's because the challenge is get through the level without getting hit. It's like mm, not yet. Maybe I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, good scrub. Uh, yeah, but honestly, I was gonna buy this game on day one, so I went on the PlayStation, and I think it's meant to retail for twenty quid, but they were doing it for seventeen. So I thought, right, 17 quid, I'll, I'll, I'll have a quick think about that. And anyway, I turned on the uh, Xbox, and it's on Game Pass, day one. I was like, shit. Oh, wow, I it saved you 17 one... quid. Yeah, I did not for one moment think it would be on Game Pass on release day. But yes, it was. And I'm so happy for that. Well, that's just paid, I'll just pay for Game Pass in a month. I've got my money's worth there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tales in Time, Shredder's Revenge. No, not Tales in Time. The Shredder's Revenge. Go and get Shredder's Revenge. It's great. You can finish it in like two and a half hours. I did the whole thing live blind on stream. And I had a blast. I had to pause it a couple of times just to listen to the music. I was like, this is really good. <laughs> Since we're on Turtles, well, first thing, who did you play as? Because that's going to answer my next question anyway. In this one, um, well, I chat shows for me. Uh, they said... They wanted oh. me to play as Michelangelo. Oh, well, if chat, yeah. chat shows, then that doesn't... Un- I can then ask the next question. All right. Well, if it was down to me, Donatella. Well, then that answers my next question. But I can ask it to Brandon. Who's your favourite turtle? I don't really know. The only one I know is Michelangelo. Because I've, I've never really been like a, a fan of the turtles, per se. Like I remember as a kid, like just sticking it on when it was on just to watch it. And I was always intrigued by, you know, the, ma- the mouse, the rat... And I was like, oh, he's cool. That's Splinter's really cool, yeah. about it. Yeah, so like, you, can play yeah. As, you, can, you can play as Splinter in the new one. And you can play as April O'Neil as well. Yeah. And, and, can, and the bonus character. And uh, Casey. Casey Jones. Yeah, uh, during that time period, I was more of a Power Rangers guy rather than a TMNT. Yeah. Well, uh, K- Casey Jones is a secret character. So oh, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> there you go. 
I say it's not a spoiler. It's, it's in all like, all the trailers. For it. I was <laughs> like, if, if if you, I think you kind of would have expected him to be in it, even if he's the secret character. I think you would have expected him to be playable. Mm. But... It's nice that he can do it though, because all the other Turtles games up until now, like the the, the arcade ones anyway, like that you've just played as the four Turtles. Yeah, it was the others are just there just for plot to like move it forward. Hmm. But it's nice to know that like. April O'Neil is not a uh, damsel in distress in this one. No, no. I think my favourite tale is Leonardo. But I like, I like all four of them. It's quite funny, like, hearing, like, who likes which uh, turtle more. It's quite interesting. Because I, I listened to a podcast, they were talking about this game. And the guy was like, playing the best turtle, Donatello. I was like, whoa, I don't really hear many people that like, like Donatello the most. That was interesting. Like, he's always been my favourite. He's a smart one. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying like I dislike any of them. They're all cool characters, but I always, I don't know. Donatello always feels like the one that the least favorite to me. Maybe. I thought Raphael was a lot of people's least favorites because oh, he's I, like the moody one. I always found, one. find that Raphael and Michelangelo the, the two favorites. Uh, My mate, he's who also got the game. Mike, Michelangelo is his favorite. I, I always used to play as Donatello in the uh, older games. Anyway, just because he's got a, like, a Joe staff, he's got the reach. You can just like try and hide in the corner and try and poke them from a distance. I Never think, works. I think for me, Leonardo just has swords. I was like, yeah, dual swords. Would you be happy to know he's still got them? <laughs> I suspect so. What does? So, what does Splinter use in the game? This this hand-to-hand combat. Uh, no, he's got his cane. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, okay, okay. Right, April O'Neil. What does she use? She's got a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Say that's she's, a reporter, isn't she? she's a reporter, isn't she? She's got a microphone. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you if you've used uh, some reporting microphones, but they're bloody heavy. They do more damage to you than a Joseph would. They twatted you with that. It's just they got all these different weapons, swords, the uh, staff, the nunchucks, the cane, and it's just microphone. Bloody microphone. Yeah, but it's think about it. It's just a solid chunk of metal. <laughs> That's gonna do some damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, go go get it. Go go play that. Go play that and Doom and have like the best time of your life. Uh, well, I. I don't. I don't think we've got any more games that we've played, have we, boys? No, no surprise trunk cards, no. No, not not this. I think so. There are our games, but uh, I think before we get into like some juicier things that we've watched, I'm gonna just just because I fi- I watched the first three episodes today. I uh, they've they announced it a while back, and finally for this current anime season, it's part of the lineup and they released the first three episodes all in one bundle is for the the new ruby anime so if you don't know what ruby is it's a 3d animation done by rooster teeth and uh, a japanese studio have are doing like a kind of like a retelling alternative story of the show that uh, starts from like the, well, the first three episodes are basically the first volume, 
mostly of Ruby, and they were really good. Uh, I've been a bit hit and miss with Ruby in its later years, but this new anime, the first three episodes were really good. The pacing got a bit quick towards the end of the third episode, but for the most part, it was really good. It looked really good. Uh, for the most part, there's a couple scenes that didn't look that great, but it it was really good. And because it was a it's a proper anime, they've got Japanese voice act- actors and actresses doing all the all the voice lines instead of the uh, American act- act- voice actors and actresses. But uh, it was like it was interesting how they added more stuff into it than. Uh, it originally came out, but if you're a fan of Ruby, I'd recommend it. I know you watched a bit of it, Brandon. Originally. Yeah, I can't, remember, I can't remember how far I got with Ruby. I think yeah. I got, I think I did two seasons. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd say you don't need to have watched it like Ruby to enjoy this new kind of alternative slash retelling. I I I recommend watching it. Like I said, the first three episodes are all one all together, so you've got like a basically an hour long episode. But it was it was good fun. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was it was a decent watch. I if you're wondering on what to watch this next anime season, I recommend the Ruby Ruby anime. Can you not have another anime series you wanted to discuss while you were on the subject? Yeah, some piracy going on there. Maybe. Yeah, you might do it in one piece. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Um, Wano... The latest arc in One Piece, Wano, ended last... No, not last week, the week before. Uh, and it... This arc had been going on... I th- I think it's been going on since one of my friends has been in a relationship with his, with his girlfriend, and I think they got into their relationship, if I remember correctly, twenty eighteen. So it's been going on since twenty eighteen, and it's only Bloody just hell. finished. Uh, not my friend's relationship. That's going. On, that's still oh. going on. <laughs> but but th- but this but this One Piece arc is only just finished. The reason why I mention I say that is because I remember going to Comic Con with my friend, and I remember being on the on the train reading the first chapter of this of of this arc, and it was just really it was w- really weird to be in this arc finally that had been teased for absolutely years, and uh, it's kind of weird to see it all done. Uh, and it was really, really good. Like with everything, it wasn't perfect, but it, for the most part, it was fantastic. One Piece is amazing. Uh, I know it's so long. Uh, I know that is off-putting for people, and I completely agree. Some of the early arcs aren't the aren't the best. Or they're just they're all right, and I think they turn people off. 
but once you get into the meat of it, I just can't see why people would ever not continue reading or watching this series. It's just incredible. It if if you want a good as you, you said uh what did you say before we start recording or while we're recording? You're watching the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. films. It's like if you like all of that, but in like an a weird animated form, One Piece is perfect. Like Captain Jack Sparrow is just this strange pirate who just everything kind of works for him. And it's just kind of the same with like Monkey D. Luffy in One Piece. Just everything just kind of works and it doesn't make sense. And it's just kind of it doesn't make sense, but it also does, and it's just just so fun and enjoyable and funny. And Wano was this massive super arc. It was influenced by heavily influenced by Japan and uh it Wano is this country in the One Piece universe where it's all like been boarded off and it has like a an evil shogun and it was like years and years and years of building blocks that led up to this arc and it just delivered near enough in its entirety of like new characters the villains for the most part and just the action it just worked and right now it's on a a month break and before it goes into its final saga and I've no idea where it's going to go next, but one I was this very special arc in One Piece that everyone had been waiting for, and it pretty much delivered. And it's one of these arcs where it's like this: if you're a big, if you're a One Piece fan, it you were just in your element every week. You had like this little bundle of joy you would read and. You, you were, you would always feel happy afterwards. It's like, I don't know, like, like if you say you got that, we found tur- turtles on Game Pass, and you're like, oh, that's saved all that money. You're in your, I don't know, and all the nostalgia on it. It's like, it's just like the same feeling. And one, uh, one of them was just so good. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. What, I I can't really like it's not I can't really go into any, what it was properly about because it, no one's really gonna you guys aren't really gonna know it's it was just like so many years of story that had built up and it just paid off and it's one of the reasons why I love One Piece and yeah it's so long but when you have these payoffs that absolutely land I don't care that it's as long as it is, I, I'm. I will have, happily read this manga for another thousand chapters if that is the case, because it's a journey I love to read every week. I don't. I kind of don't care what the One Piece is as long as I get to enjoy the series. So. My really important question here is what's the filler content of One Piece like compared to like Bleach, Naruto and whatnot? 
Uh, I don't know because I don't watch it. Um, I don't think it's as bad. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm really unsure. I hear mixed things. So I, 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 I'd say to read it. Oh, okay. If you want, I could lend you volumes one to forty-nine. If you wanted the, wanted to read them, I think it's. One oh, to I definitely, I definitely want to read them like, at some point. I think it's one to forty-nine. I don't. I've got, I've got up to my one of my favorite arcs, or might might be my favorite arc, but it's still part one. It's not part two. Mm. Uh, so I've, I still haven't got all of part one. I've not, I wanted to either get re I wanted to read a whole load before I bought more. So, but One Piece Definitely. is amazing, but it, it if you don't think it's that like well, if people don't think it's that big at one point it was the third biggest uh third best-selling comic in the world. It was behind Batman and Superman. So yeah, that's how big it 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 was at one point. It's been uh, taken down a bit because other manga have skyrocketed past it, called Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen, but uh, it's still pretty big. It's massive. I mean, what about in terms of just total volume? Are you just talking about in total total volume sold, or are we talking about like just recent like pop? Um, recent sales it's been it's it's gone down because of how big uh, the animes of Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen have been so they've okay. like absolutely blown past it and it's pr- even ch- I, I hope I hope that Chainsaw Man has an absolute boom of manga sales when the, ma- mm-hmm. the anime finally comes out because uh, that is my most anticipated anime. It's my. Mo- it was. You know what? It, it is the most anticipated thing I want to watch this year. I don't care about films or TV shows. <laughs> Chainsaw Man is the the thing I'm. I've been looking forward to the most this year. When I just want to see. This is. <laughs> I just want to see animated Chainsaw Man. Oh, I can't wait. The thing I'm most looking forward to is I'm, I just really want this end of Bleach to be animated just so I can finally say I've finished it again. That's the thing I'm most looking forward to. I've been waiting years for this, absolute years, because like Bleach was the second anime I ever watched. Like Naruto Shippuden was first, then it was Bleach, then original Naruto. So I have been literally waiting for this finale of Bleach, you know, 10 years I really can't wait for it to be finally over. Hmm. Well, we uh, well, I did go see a an animated film as well. Ooh. I went to see Lightyear. Oh yeah. Uh, it was enjoyable. I I I. I, I it was it was it was like I would say it's like mid tier um, Pixar. It was it I don't want to be like it was fine. It it was enjoyable. It wasn't didn't do anything more than what it was trying to do. But I I liked it. I it was quite fast paced and it was enjoyable and it was I had a good time. 
I don't really have. Yeah, that's, in... See, that's interesting because like the reviews I've seen of it, and I've seen a couple. I don't know why. I just have. <laughs> um, they've all said like the same thing. Like it's like it's pretty dull. It's pretty boring. <laughs> I didn't think it was boring. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I think. I think my only thing is it didn't. It wasn't doing anything. I don't think it did anything new, but I. But at the same time, it didn't. I. I it was just a f- enjoyable, fun film, and I was kind of happy that it was like that. Yeah. Well, no, you did. You did want it to be something amazing. To do, as, as, well, I suppose more importantly, it wasn't something that was shit. Yeah, I. I, I um. Going, it did have some hints and nods to the first two uh, Toy Story films. I say the, the first two because I don't think I don't think there'd be any hints and nods to three and four. Uh, so, like, you know how in the second film you have uh, Zerg appears and it go, yeah. and goes like that "I am your father" thing. There's yeah. like a, a nod to like that, and then. Uh, What's it? The what's it in the first film? Um, oh, I'm, I'm gonna forget this now. But there's like something else in the first film as well. But like in the it had first a first film um, in in Toy Story one. I can't trying to think. There's Andy. N- no, not Andy. Um, well, what's his name? Oh, Ian what's Woody. his name? The bully. Ian Woody. I, I, oh, Sid. I, Sid, that's it. No, no, no. I, I can't remember um, what I'm trying to think of, but it, like it, it, there was a few things of like uh, that, I, like of what Buzz has said in or what happened in Toy Story one and two, and they like referenced it in the film, and it was like, ah, oh, yeah, that was referencing Toy Story one, that was referencing Toy Story two, uh, but you know, I I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't. Know, I, I had a good time. Um, the cat was the best character. He's called. He's called Socks. He was amazing. I, I want. I want a socks for myself. He's, yeah, he's now, so now cool. available in every toy store across the country. He's he's so cool. The the Buzz Lightyear toy, which is based on the movie, <laughs> it will will be outsold by the uh, cat that's in the movie instead. Because yeah. the cat is cool. The cat's amazing. Mm. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't. Cat, cats aren't my thing. I'm a dogger. I'm a dog man. <laughs> uh, well. But you saw yeah, a film. I, 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 mm? I, I did. I did see a film. <laughs> Shall I go into detail? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> please, please. Okay. Uh, well, I've actually seen two. So I'll go with the one that I've seen recently. And I mean very recently. I mean about three hours ago. I, I saw the new uh, Beavis and Butthead film. Yeah, hey, Beavis hey, and Butthead hey, through the universe. You seen that film? <laughs> <laughs> Fire. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. Um, what can I really say about it? Uh, it made me laugh. If you like the original series, you'll like this. <laughs> it's pretty much more of the same. They do have. It does have a plot, like like uh, like does. Do America, but it's a bit more out there. They take a few more liberties with it. So, um, but it's Beavis and Butthead. We already know it's done. Uh, 
if if you know what Beavis and Butthead is and you like it, you pretty much know exactly what you're going to get. So there's not much I can really say about it other than I enjoyed it. It got a few laughs out of me. Uh, would I watch it again? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. I'll put it on the same level as something like uh, something else I enjoy, like uh, I don't know Jackass or something. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. You know you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be 90 minutes. It's not going to change your life, but you will get some laughs out of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good film. Good film. I do recommend it. But uh, if if you if you're not a fan of Beavis and Butter, then you're probably not going to like this as well. There's nothing really different. <laughs> it's just them um, 20 to 4 years later, pretty much. Oh, it's it's just the same. Are they what are they older? Or are they just the same? <laughs> Without going into spoilers, um, no. <laughs> um, it's a cartoon. It doesn't have to make sense. In an age. <laughs> oh no! The way you said it, it, it made it sound like it was set. There is, there is like scenes regarding it, but they're not like the focus of it. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. There's like, there's like, there is a scene where um, they show you like them's like older, but it's more oh. played up for that's for like one scene. Oh, okay. Because it, yeah. it has a made uh, this the film does does start and it takes place in like 1998. Start with, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but then things happen involving the universe uh but more importantly fart and pocket and knob jokes hmm. <laughs> uh yeah pretty much pretty much what you expect oh uh, yeah i've probably talked about that more than i thought I was going to. <laughs> uh the other film i've seen uh which again is a a new ish film i don't think it's in cinemas anymore i think it's not long come off but uh that film is the unbearable weight of massive talent which, if you don't know, is the Nicolas Cage film where he plays Nicolas Cage, the actor. <laughs> oh, bloody and, hell. He, and he goes to um, he goes to like a an island for a sort of job, where which is run by a drug kingpin played by Pedro Pascal. You may know as the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, hijinks ensue. To say anything else would ruin it. <laughs> This film is absolutely chock full of references to older Nick Cage's films. And if you're a big fan of Nick Cage, you'll love this movie. The whole thing's just a love letter to himself, <laughs> by himself, <laughs> I guess. But it's all played kind of tongue-in-cheek. It, it's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage. What can I say? Like, he's, he's, he's an oddball in the best possible way. He knows it's just what he's doing on this film is just self gratifying, but it doesn't stop it from being charming. Because <laughs> he's always been like that. It, there's something about Nick Cage films where it's like watching a meme happen in real time. <laughs> yes. uh, he's, he's a goof, and like, even when he's doing his more serious roles, he's, there's still a bit of an oddball quality to him. Um. Even when he's just playing himself, but that's no bad thing because Nicolas Cage is a character. He's, he feels more like a cartoon character than a real person. <laughs> and I'm I'm still waiting for the uh, to be in like the alternate universe where we live 
in the universe where Nick Cage was Superman, which was very nearly the case, and it never happened. And I really wish it did. Timeline would be completely different. Uh, yeah, uh, Bubba White Master Talents gets a uh, face off out of 10 because I couldn't think of a score to give it. <laughs> but wow. it is good. Face off out of 10, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It, it's dumb. It knows it's dumb. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> if you like Nick Cage, you'll have a great time. Who doesn't like There's Nick Cage? A... I don't know, but uh, if if that person does exist, please consider ending your existence. <laughs> right. Yeah, harsh. <laughs> yeah, harsh. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, harsh but fair, I think. Oh my gosh. Well. <laughs> Not really. Don't don't really, don't really do that. In, in, but you may you, you may want to reconsider your life choices. <laughs> in a, I guess a very strange segue to the next thing. In in something where someone else wanted to end someone's existence. Let's talk about Obi Wan, since now it's finished. Yes, there was. All, let's pretend that that was meant to happen, and uh, <laughs> that was the segue. <laughs> It was all planned. Yes, they'll buy that. Yeah, Obi Wan is now finished, and it uh, is indeed. I guess. What do you think, Chris? To uh, it, it's a whole in the last couple of episodes because we've only, I believe, we've only spoken about the first two episodes. So yeah, no, but what, we knew it's only six episodes. Yeah, so it wasn't going on for a long time. Know. So um, I think I got pretty much exactly what I thought I was gonna get. They pretty much played it safe because there wasn't really much they could do because you know, like, Obi-Wan comes out of it fine. You know Leia's fine. You know Luke's fine. You know Vader's fine. Yeah. So there's there's very little wiggle room for them to do much with. So I think given the quite strong limitations they had, they did did a good job. I I did enjoy it. Yeah. Like, as you say... You knew all these characters were going to be fine, so it wasn't like, oh, is it, are they in danger? No, because they're in the later films, so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, like, the threat there was, wasn't, it, it wasn't there, but I think, even though it wasn't there, in places it still was. I think the only thing I've, I think the only moment that I felt like, uh, was right in the final episode where um, the third sister came to... Yeah, we're going to go full into spoilers. When the third sister went to uh, Luke's home. I don't know, like, that kind of got me. I was like, oh, it, what's going to happen? But then it, as I watched it, I was a bit like, well... She must be terrible at her jet as a as a Sith because she could not deflect any of those blasters. Oh no! Is <laughs> is what I thought. Like, like, uh, um, like the the the, un- the auntie and uncle could fight off like a, like this a third sister, like the, like the, one of the Sith laws. They can fight them off fine. In the main film, they can't find can't fight a few stormtroopers. That's too much. Yeah, they get burnt by stormtroopers, but can fight off a a, uh, a Sith. Makes yeah, perfect no sense. Problem. 
Yeah. Mind you, this is also the thing like somebody pointed out. It's like, how come like Obi Wan's like not aged a day in the like the twenty five years and between films? But uh in the next ten years when he meets Luke, he's like aged by back fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's no, it's not as bad as the Dumbledore from uh, uh because of um what's it? Fantastic Beast where it's like Obviously, it's Jude Law, and then it's if you look at like the years, it goes from like ten years, and he's suddenly an old man. It's even worse than Obi Wan. At least Obi Wan, you can see it, but Dumbledore to how he becomes pretty much in the Harry Potter, it's ridiculous. It's stupidly quick. Mm. But uh, yeah. I, I really like Obi Wan. I, I do think episode maybe episode four was a weak episode but other than that i really enjoyed it i like the fights between obi-wan and darth vader because uh, of a couple of them you had the one in episode three and the final one and even like the confrontation in episode five between obi-wan and the third sister was really good uh, as i uh i did put in our in our messenger chat in the final episode, there was one bit that I could not stop laughing at, and it was the fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. And when Obi Wan brought all of his, when his Force powers finally returned in full force, his uh, he brought he brought some boulders up all around him, and then he threw them at Darth Vader, and the way uh, Hayden Christen acted in that scene as Darth Vader being hurled by the boulders was so fucking funny. I don't... <laughs> I've never laughed at Star Wars as much as that. And I was it just so wrong? He, he just was getting pelted by these boulders and he was just... he It was just so funny. It was just the way he was, he was acting. It was just so funny to see Darth Vader being pelted by these boulders and seeing him basically act, act like a bitch and it was just so funny <laughs> no, I, I think you're missing I think you're missing out on the subtle joke that Obi-Wan was lifting up the rocks therefore he has the high ground indeed <laughs> it, the, 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 the one bit that made me laugh in the, in the last episode which is the same bit as what I thought you were going to say is the oh, bit that yeah. made you laugh it's just where it goes up to, to Luke and just goes hello there in like the same fucking tone. <laughs> I, I think we were expecting he said, it. He said the thing. He said the thing. I found the meme straight away where it's like, it's like ever since the Obi Wan finale, I've been waiting for someone to make this, and it has that where he goes, "Hello there," and then it just has Luke, and he goes, "General Kenobi," and he just has all the lightsabers come out of Luke, like General Grievous. Oh, it's brilliant. I saw uh, a complicate. Uh, com- com- uh, I'm not gonna fucking say. It. I saw a thing where it had all all the free hello there's where it had it in uh, Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan, and then A New Hope. Yeah, there's there's, there's a reason I've got that sound effect as uh, on my uh, Twitch channel. There's a uh, channel point redemption <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> it's it's a good little thing to like. Save for free when you come into chat. It says, hello there. Oh, hello. 
And uh, and, and the, the other one I've got for when people leave my chat is uh, is another Obi-Wan one. That's what, why not stick with the theme? Which is the uh, goodbye, old friend. And may the force be with you. Which he didn't say in the series. No. Disappointing. So, right. zero out of ten for that. It was, it was a, it was a good series, and Darth Vader was so good as well. As I saw a, I was talking to my mate, and despite some of the things uh, Disney's done with Star Wars, one thing they've done absolutely right is Darth Vader. Ever since they've acquired Star Wars, they've made Darth Vader. They've like they've re-established how good of a villain Darth Vader is. Yeah, because if you if you watch like the older Star Wars, Darth Vader just doesn't just doesn't seem to really do much. He does, in, in my opinion. But I felt. I mean, if I compare, like, Darth Vader to, like, Anakin, like, Darth Vader himself didn't seem to do much, whereas Anakin did, if that makes sense. Because, mm. like, obviously, you had Anakin go through, do all the kids, whereas Darth Vader, like, any time Darth Vader was in a fight, he didn't seem like this big villain. He just seemed like some old codger, like, wielding his walking stick. But in a... <laughs> if that makes sense. But like in the what he does in, like, episode 5 of Obi-Wan, and even in the final episode, it's just how powerful he is as a Sith Lord. It's ridiculous. And it's like, that's what makes... Like, Darth... Like, the, pretty much this whole series, Darth Vader was just a force to be reckoned with. Like, yeah, some very cool shots. Like the, the, the shot with him, like, holding two lightsabers when he's fighting the, second, the uh, third sister was pretty cool. Just... Him uh, destroying the ship, that alone is worthy yeah, of just that, mentioning. That was pretty badass. And uh, even when he's been bested by Obi Wan, yeah. he's got his helmet split open, just like the uh, the voice effects, where mm. he's like sort of half Hayden Christensen, half robotic. He's really cool. It's really well done. I was I was quite glad they did that because I think a few people were a bit annoyed that. We wouldn't actually get to see Hayden Christen in the Darth Vader suit. Like we knew he was underneath, but I think people were. I saw a few comments being like, "Are we actually going to see him in the, actually in the suit?" That so that we know he he's in the suit, and I'm quite glad they had that. Whereas mask is broken, and you got you actually did get to see him with his yellow eyes, and yeah, it was great. I was kind of hoping to see David Prowse underneath. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like, everyone was uh, really good. I, I I loved it. Yeah. So it's on the better end of the spectrum. I don't, it, I don't think it's as good as The Mandalorian. That's been my favourite so far. But uh, it was very good there. But uh, I just want to see how the next series goes. Andor, which is out on the 31st of August. Oh, it's that soon. I didn't know when it was coming out, so that's good. Yeah, but it's still about, what, six, about five weeks away? No, no, end of August. No, mm. about nine weeks away, give or take. So, uh, I, I don't know much about it. Um, it's, it's more like like the Rebels. From what I understand, it's um, 
takes place just before Rogue One. Yes. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's got the same actor in it. Yeah, it's uh, before yeah. before the event, before whatever, wherever he is for Rogue One. So, mm. yeah. And I really like Rogue One. I know people are split on it, but I legit think it's like, for me, it's like the best Star Wars film. I just really like it. I, I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever... Have we, ever, have we spoken about Rogue One in detail on the podcast? I'm sure Brandon. I have. I'm pretty sure I have. What do you say, Brandon? I said no idea. I don't think I've ever... I, d- I don't know if I said this. If I have, uh, I apologise. But I cried at the end of Rogue One. I think what, I have. Because you, you didn't get to see Jar Jar Binks. Actually, I feel like I have said this on the podcast. Maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know we have. I think it's like one of the very early ones. Yeah, I think I have. But yeah, I, cr- I cried at the end of uh, Rogue One. Not because like everyone died or anything. It it was just such a good movie. And I cried because it was such a good movie. Yeah, I, I just liked the whole scale of it. It, 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 it. The pace just kept going. And like the, the fights like on the ground level with the outwalkers and like on the beach setting, that was great. Right. I really liked all that. Bit, like, everyone says, like, oh, yeah, Darth Vader bit. But that really got me. Even then I was like, oh, I know they were going to make it, but I didn't, it didn't make me feel like they were going to make it. Yeah. But, and even like the ma- the main baddies is like some little trumped up officer who's like, like a big deal. He doesn't. He's. I swear he plays this near enough the same character now in everything he's in. He plays mm. near enough, what's the same character in a Ready Player One. Do they? I've not seen that, but I've heard it's hot garbage for for most people. Um. Uh. I think we have maybe one more thing to speak about, which all three of us have. Well, well you, you... I can think of one more thing which we didn't talk about in the last episode, but I think we shall talk about this thing first. Sorry, I'll keep it on the red. Stranger Things. Well, I was, I was, well, yeah, Stranger Things. But the thing I was thinking of, uh, which we didn't talk about last time, was uh, PlayStation Plus. So we've got to talk about that last time. We didn't, did we? And now it's out. Should we talk, we'll talk about Stranger Things? We'll talk about then. Stranger Things first. Let's, let's stick on the same subject. So Stranger Things, boys. Season 4. Yeah. We are, we are now all up to date. Yes. I must state, at the time of recording, it is a couple of days before the part 2 of Series 4 starts. So we, that's Wait, not out yet. Is that actually this week? It's out on Friday. Oh, fucking hell. I know what yeah, I'm doing I, Friday. That, that's why I'm kind of glad. Like, um, I didn't watch Stranger Things straight away. I was like a couple of weeks behind before I started watching it because I have I finished it a couple of days ago. So it's only been like a week till the next one's out. So on it's that, not been too bad. On that note, when is Better Call Saul back? Uh, that's next month as well, but I'm not sure which week. I'm gonna. I'm not sure. Have to look I'm gonna have a look now. But uh, what what do we all think of season four so far? Really good. I really liked that end of the last episode. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. CG bit, was a bit. CG was a bit off. Yes. But yes. Like do, CG do you... was really off. But yeah. I mean, the actual context of Eddie. I thought that was. I thought that was fantastic. Do we want to go into spoilers, or shall we leave it until the series is done? 
Well, he's just said, "Oh, I, I, I guess it's been it's a it's sorry, been, spoil. It's been a few weeks since. It's been a while since it's been out, and by the time this episode comes out, season four yeah. will be done. So, yeah, I think okay, so generally spoilers, we, should, we are we can go into spoilers. Or, or before we do, you said about the CGI at the end of the last episode that yeah. came out. What was funny is just before I watched the episode, because um, my my mate, uh, one of my mates, he re- re- noticed I've been saying a few things about CGI and stuff, and it and he was like, he made a comment going, "Oh yeah, I bet Dan's gonna say something about CGI about, about Stranger Things." I'm like, "No, it looks fine." And then I watched that final episode. I was like, <laughs> "Oh wait, no! I have to say something about the CGI." Oh no, that last section was really—it was kind of shit. It kind yeah, of the CG kind of butchered it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, the storytelling was, a, was fantastic, though. It was a cool moment, but the CGI was shit. Yeah, <laughs> I can't lie; it was shit. Did, did we all predict ahead of time, like myself, that Vecna was number one? I think just before, I I think it was when he revealed he was one. Mm-hmm. Well, just before he revealed he was one, I was like, he's one, he's one, he's one. And then, yeah. Um, and then I think uh, through that scene, I was like, uh, I think, yeah, that makes sense. So I, was, I was watching it with my folks and like, by the end, my mum my audibly went, Oh, he's number one, and me and Dad were like, "Yeah, we know." <laughs> <laughs> so we put it together about half hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so, um, I mean, you see where it goes, but I, I know there's another series after this. Yes. Like, they're going to finish on series five, so I don't know whether they're going to keep number one Vecna at like the top of the food chain, I guess. Or I don't know from because what I know of season five. Is that it's going to be like, you know, uh, it part two? Yeah, that's that's all I know about season five. I don't know. No, that's I think that's near enough. All that's been said is it's going to be it's going to be a time skip, and well, that and that's it. It's going to be a, a quite a bit, a few years later. But other than that, I don't know anything about season five, so I don't know how this is going to transition into that. I think what's mm. I found really strange about this season is the fact that in near enough most of the characters are all split up like quite a, quite wildly split up it's yeah been... although I don't, I don't think it's really affecting the show I think it's actually done done better uh, how it's structured because there's like four stories going on but all of them are strong there's like not one bad bit yeah, uh, it, for me it feels like I know the episodes are like an hour and a half each, give or take, so they are much longer. But they don't feel that long because they're sort of split up. So it, like, like you would expect a film to have a sort of a plot and a b plot. It's, I don't know. It, it just feels like it. They don't feel like an hour and a half each, right? No, because there's like so much going on. There's like all oh, this scene, that scene. In fact, like there was one episode where um, we—I don't think we even seen like Jonathan and Will and that. I don't, don't think they were in the episode at all. It was mostly the prison and hell. Yeah. Mm. I think because it's been for me, 
I I I've watched it pretty quickly. It's I've had quite a time, quite a, a while to mull over it. Mm-hmm. What I have noticed is, especially with a few of the characters, I don't think the Duffer Brothers know what the fuck they want to do with them. A good character to pinpoint here is Jonathan. I have n- I don't think they know what the fuck they want to do with him as a character. So I don't know what they're, how what's gonna go on with him in these last two episodes, but right now, I, I he's he just kind of doesn't have a character story at all. Yeah, he like he did he didn't want to see Nancy. Yeah, he didn't want to see Nancy. He didn't want to do anything. It says like he's now become like some sort of you know pothead, but he's not really doing that either. He's just not doing anything. I feel the same way slightly about Will. Like, how important... Oh, Will's gone off the like edge for this one. Like, he's gone off, off the radar for this mm. series. Yeah, but how much, like, the first series is, like, focused on him? Like, a lot. Even the first episode is called The Vanishing of Will Byers. He's, mm. he's, he's just, that's how he feels now. It's like, oh, Will's disappeared. He's, he's left the script. It's like... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of both the both the Bio Brothers are a bit like a bit bye obsolete, bye and it's a bit yeah. like they kind of uh, I don't know. I um like it's weird how like our main four kids, Dustin just seems like the main character in a weird way. It does well, seem cool. It's the one people really like, isn't it? I think they've they've realised that. It's like people seem to really like Justin, so it's bumping him up a bit. Uh, I'd say um, there's there's two scenes in particular that stand out for me. One the one one that's really good and one that's not so much, uh, and they're totally jarring. I, I'll get I'll get the good one out of the way first. One of the strongest scenes I've ever seen in any show today. I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one. But it's the one where Max is under Vetna's uh, influence yeah. and they use like Kate Bush to get her out. Yeah. That scene is so well done. Yeah. And I've seen how popular that one is. Because yeah. um, a lot of people have seen it as a sort of uh, metaphor for mental health and Helping them mm. get out with having like supportive friends and yeah. music that's helped them through, and I really got that. I mm. thought that seems fantastic. Yeah, same. It was very good. As uh, a big, no. as a, a uh, Kate Bush fan, I it it was just it really hit on another level that that scene. Yeah, yeah especially when Lucas just says the simple words, "We're still here." Mm. That's good. That's some good shit. Mm. The, the scene we weren't so sure about. I mean, my dad like shot each other a look to say, "The fuck's going on here?" Is um, is when they go to Dustin's girlfriend's house and it's just like all these kids just like doing random shit, and it just felt so totally jarring. It's so out of place. It's like, are you watching the same series now? This has suddenly gotten very, very silly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone else feel that way? Um, <laughs> like the fuck was that? <laughs> not really. I know they. Uh, I know they, they play it. Up, like, it just wow. existed. Yeah. yeah. 
I was like, this is weird. <laughs> He's like, well, I, ho- I hope Vecna gets all these kids. Because he's annoying. <laughs> I, I think one thing... I've always I've I've always thought this. I think I, I maybe mentioned it the other week, uh, but definitely with season four, I and I'm expecting it with the last two episodes that come out this week. Especially, I'm expecting it the last episode of this season. I've always felt that one of the main four kids or five, if you count L, then I've always mm-hmm. felt that one of them. Is gonna, gonna die. Is gonna die. I don't know if yeah. it's one this this season or next season. Or I think just one of the someone in. I think someone in the main cast is gonna die in the final episode. I don't know who, but I think someone is. And I, I always think that one of the main five cast members, like the kid, the kids. Well, not kids anymore, I guess. But when they started, they were kids. I think one of them is gonna die by the end of the series. It just Wish. feels it, right in a weird way. Oh, somebody's got to make the sacrifice. Yeah. Um, maybe this is why they're downplaying like Will and Jonathan a bit. Like, maybe they're not long for this series. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Or they're they going to do something cool. heroic to save like, said potential yeah. dying character. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is like, maybe, maybe that's arc's done. There's like maybe Jonathan will die to get out the picture so like Steve and Nancy can end up together it's a yeah. speculation I don't know Maybe. obviously got Steve and Nancy have, have got so had some more sexual tension this season um, mm. I don't know even, if anything happens to Steve we riot <laughs> I don't know even Steve is get, get, giving off some death flags like even like I don't know It. I don't really understand I, I'm like really intrigued in the, how these last two episodes are going to go and I'm more intrigued just how all the characters are going to come together or if they even do they might not you know but I, I assume they would it, I I can't see that they wouldn't but uh, you know uh, I've got to say though I, I am quite glad of, um, of the existence of uh, the characters of both uh, Yuri and Murray oh, I've yeah. got a few like that for those Oh yeah, there's been like some good comic relief. Yeah, that has mm. been some good comic relief. And Eddie, yeah, mm. yeah Eddie's alright. But, but uh, I think Murray... you always made me laugh on yeah. it. Murray's been really good. Yeah, yeah. Was it the? Um... Was it when he was fighting the uh, prison officer and he's just like kung fu fighting? Is that? Yeah, I know yeah. karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just really nice. He like. Because honestly, kid. I thought I he was gonna kid. get I thought he was gonna get knocked out, you know, like reverse slapstick, but no, he actually he actually kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's done it to a couple, isn't he? <laughs> so oh okay. <laughs> I do think that there's one scene like um where where Yuri drugs both him and Joyce uh with a coffee. Uh yeah. one thing I thought is like if Murray is like this big conspiracy theorist nut. I thought he'd be like the first person to not touch strangers' coffee <laughs> at all. He wouldn't take mm. that kind of risk. <laughs> it was a fair point, actually. Yeah. I mean, I know they had a long journey and everything, but still, <laughs> it kind of seemed that little bit out of character for him to do that. But it's like there's no way to trust him. 
Oh, well. Yeah, uh, season four of Stranger Things so far. Great. Yeah, that's a top nine. Great. I think it's. It might be my favourite. I don't know. It. I guess it's. It's not as fresh for me now. And I thinking back, on what I've seen, it, it might be my favourite. But I think it depends what these last two episodes do, because they might fall. They. It, they could potentially undo a lot of the good season four's done. I can't. I can't imagine it's going to do that with how good Stranger Things has been on a consistent level, I can't see these last two episodes being bad. But you never know, there's always that that case to be said. They could be. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed, like, um, when it comes to, like, the villains, there's a strong, like, tie-in with, like, the Dungeons and Dragons aspect. It feels like season one is, like, the demigorgons, like, the, the basic book soldiers. Season two is, like, the demidogs. Season three, you had, like, the mind flayer. Mm. And, like, season four, you've got, like, the, the dark necromancer. So I'm wondering if it's going to be something else. Well, it's normally something like a dragon. So I'm wondering if it's going to be mm. that kind of aspect thrown in. It's, yeah, it's weird that it'd be like, essentially, uh, Eleven created the first portal to the Upside Down. Well, it, that's if she did create the portal or just created the whole Upside Down. Yeah. Bit ambiguous at the minute. Mm. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it, but it, it it's weird because it's like, oh, that portal from season one is literally created by Eleven. It's mm. just kind of a weird full circle. I think that's what's like really confusing with a season five. Everything seems so full circle in this in season four. So more final than. It's it's just season five just seems so strange that it's a thing. Like fair enough. Stranger. Yeah. It it just it it's just kind of baffling when it really feels like it's coming to a a proper series finale in a way. But mm-hmm. it's clearly not. So I don't I'm I'm very intrigued. I wonder they say like, Oh, it's gonna be a series five coming out. I'm wondering if it's going to be like less of a series and more just like one big episode. <laughs> Who knows? Like, not... yeah. I'll see. I think it's more like a solo, solo epilogue. I, don't I, I, I think, as I said, I think from the sounds of it, it's going to be more like it part two, where it's. I, I think it, it's going to take a lot of influence from it part two. But yeah, maybe, we'll, be, maybe not. we'll be keeping with the 80s theme, won't it? Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah. We'll find out on Friday then. Looks like I know what I'm doing when I get home on Friday. Yeah, like I've working. got my internet. Uh, internet, yeah, internet. Looks like I've got my evening sorted on Friday. I've got mine sorted too. Yeah. Hooray. Well, before we leave you, you lovely, lovely listeners, we've got one more little topic to discuss because yeah, we were um... going to discuss it last time and we didn't. <laughs> but, um, and that's. The new PlayStation Plus, like PlayStation Premium, came out this week. And I just wondered what everyone's thoughts on it was, because Brandon, you have, you've got it now, haven't you? Hello. I have bought it, and I'm just going to open up now all the PS new PS Plus uh, games list. 
But at the moment, I think the most important thing, if you are going to get it, is just think, even if you get it for the year, as long as you play something like Returnal, that's paid you off for that whole year. Just think about it like that. There are some fantastic games on there, and then obviously there's going to be some smaller games on there. But there's a decent selection. Like there's like Dynasty Warriors six through eight. Like you've got six six empires, seven seven empires, eight extreme legends or whatever. And you know it's got Dark Cloud, Dark Chronicle on there. So that's already. I recommend you guys go pick that up when you've got it. It's that alone is phenomenal. Uh, you've got all the Jack and Daxters on there. You've got uh, what else is on there? You've got Star Wars Bounty, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter, Star Wars Racer Revenge. Then you've got some really like odd ones on there. Like you've got Tekken 2. So if you're a fan of like retro, there you go. You've got Tekken 2. You've got Ape Escape. I mean, there's even some like really nice JRPGs on there. Like you've got Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9 are on there. Or Final Fantasy 10 as well. You've got Elder Scrolls Online is on there as well. So I've never played Elder Scrolls Online. I've never been asked to be able to actually purchase it. But I mean, that possibly would be a reason for me to play the Elder Scrolls Online just to see what, it, what it's all about. Hmm. Here's the thing, though, of, of those games that you've already mentioned, none of them are new to the service. They've already been on it anyway. Cause yes. It, it, here's what I was thinking. Like For me, right, I've already got the PS Plus stuff anyway. And I was looking at it, and for me, one of the big selling points was going to be like the more of the retro games, like the games that are hard to get hold of, like your PS1, your PS2, uh, your PSP games. Um, all the ones I can see on there, like they, they promised they're gonna upload. Currently, all the ones that are on there are ones you could get anyway. Yes, yeah. Not a single title I can see on there that wasn't already available. And that's a massive pisser. Cause there is no reason for me to think about jumping up to the premium one. So as it stands, it's done like it's moving over to the equivalent, which is like the lowest tier one. Um but there's there's really nothing for me to get. It's like, it's like I could get these games anyway. I, I, I wanted like, where's, where's all the PS2 games you said you were going to get? Where's all my digital devil sagas? Or I don't know. Um, well, Christ, I can't think of any single PS2 game now. <laughs> Dark, Cloud, like, Dark Chronicle. Good play them. Again, they're already on there. <laughs> but yes, but you don't need to them. purchase them now. You can just play them. I mean, no, it'll you take you. It takes me a year to finish Dark Chronicle, but you know what I mean. Just have to pay an extra fifty quid a year. To get it. <laughs> yeah, um, there's that. And what I don't like either, um, compared to saying like Game Pass again, um, is like the, the two hour time demos for like the, the newer games. It's like, well, Game Pass releases games day one. Granted, it's not all of them, but why is something like Horizon? Like Forbidden West, why is that a two-hour game, like demo, essentially, rather than just I'm playing premium now? Why don't I just have that? It's a Sony first-party title. Surely that would be included. You get what I mean? Mm. Like you can get like all the all the Halo games on Game Pass, for example, like all all the newer ones like Infinite and whatnot. You don't have to buy them, brand new. I know it's probably not the best comparison, but it's the one I can think of. But hell. You can't even get Shredder's Revenge free on PlayStation Plus. You have to pay for it. Wow. So, yeah. Um, maybe it'll change and be better because my 
subscription ends in January. So I'm hoping by then there'll be a shit ton more titles on there. Because at the minute, it's very bare bones, and I'm very disappointed with it. Because I did think about upgrading, but there's literally no reason for me to do that. Because it's just the same. They've added nothing new that I want. So yeah, I'm uh, massively disappointed so far. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think quite a few people have thought the same. Yeah, it's quite a unanimous thing. Like People did think you're going to get a better and more newer selection or you know a more meta selection rather than you know stuff which probably had really low <laughs> low sales oh. low sales oh yeah as i say for the retro game any retro games where are they <laughs> they said they were coming so where are they <laughs> their idea of retro is ape escape they seem to be really proud about ape escape and the atari collection but you could get that anyway <laughs> yes yeah. where's all the new ones well, new old ones. Uh, um, uh. Remember when the PlayStation Mini came out, mm. and we saw the no, but yes, and we saw the game selection, and it was disappointing. They've just done the same thing with PlayStation Plus. And Seems that oh, yes, but the but the difference is the PlayStation. Well, that was. The sort of hardwired things you could only get so many things onto it before hacking. This is the this is a service that they've promised and haven't delivered. But you, okay, the selection of games that they picked for the the PlayStation Mini was just really strange. When you've when I like if you talk to like especially like people are our age when they think of like PlayStation One and the games. The games they put on the, the Mini just were not the games that many of us were talking about. And it was just really weird. And I feel like I feel the exact same thing about PS Plus. Like the premium and what games you can play. It just feels really strange. Like, as you mentioned, they got Tekken 2. Why Tekken 2? Why not Tekken 1, 2 and 3? Or 4? Yeah. Or 5? Why not 1 to 5? Why not? Why, not taking why, tag tournament. That was also another amazing one. Yeah. Why? Why have they not put all the PlayStation One and Two Tekken games on there? Why not? You could. It's like it's. This is what baffles me. Maybe they'll come in at a later time. Fair enough. But if that's the case, why do you put Tekken Two on? Why not? Why isn't it Tekken One? Or put the best P, uh, PlayStation One Tekken Tekken Three. This is what baffles me about PlayStation Plus is the selection of games just doesn't uh, feels like it's been picked by a boardroom that feel like these are what our customers want to play and the co- and we as the consumers are saying thing other things and they're just not listening. Yeah, that is the the vibe I get from PS Plus. Maybe eventually it will be better. I'd hope so. It should be. But right now, it just doesn't compare to Game Pass. And I don't even have Game Pass. But it, no, it I've just thought, I've, thought, I've really thought they'd up their game. Um, they, so far they've tried and no. I think it's more... I'm sorry, I'm still bitter about that. What? 
I think it maybe is more there for maybe the PS5, maybe, but I don't. It shouldn't just be for one one console. It should be all, for all five, mm. all, all five generations. But anyway, yeah, I think maybe that's that's it because we're reaching two hours. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much we can bitch and moan. Shall we end on a positive note? <laughs> Well, what is there that's positive apart from how happy Beavers and Butthead made you? Uh, Stranger Things uh, oh. is coming out. The last two episodes are coming out this week, and we get to enjoy them. Yeah, we'll yes, cry. About that. We or maybe we get we don't get to enjoy them because Dustin gets killed off. I don't know. Don't say that. The famous last words, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm touching wood right now. So you it's fine. No, 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 no. Look, look. Before then, we we can spend time playing Turtles and Doom. And not stranded deep. <laughs> Screaming at stranded deep because I've got a shark trying to kill me. I'm just going to build my 80 miniatures for bolt action. Like always, you can follow our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, also, we're on Spotify. You can listen to us on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, give us a, a rating on Spotify. Yeah, whatever you want. Higher the better, uh, yeah. So, so guys, that's it for another podcast episode, episode thirty. Ooh. Thirty-one next week, and by next week, I mean next fortnight. <laughs> but depending when you listen to this, it might be next week. Yeah, well, it might it be, just, it be straight away. Yeah, exactly. Time's great. That's good news. Uh, you know what's you know what's got the word time in it? Turtles what? in time, which is right. a bit like Shredder's Revenge. And Spreaders Revenge is brilliant. And that plays me. And that should make you happy as well. Go and play Shredders Revenge, everyone. Anyway, but this has been me and Brandon. Hello. And all goodbye, and Rama. Dan. And Dan. Ripping tear, boys. Ripping tear. <laughs> Just smile and wave, boys. And on that stunning note, I'll see you later. <laughs> That's all. Smile later, boys. Mm.